It is Friday the 20th of September. I'm your host Ryan Kier and this is the QuantumCast. Getting straight into our focus stocks, we have reports from Venture Life Group, Hurricane Energy PLC and Ascent Resources PLC. Two reports and then a fundraising announcement. So beginning with the Venture Life Group PLC, they've reported their unaudited interim results for the six months ended the 30th of June 2019. Revenues are up 14% to £9.4 million and their gross profits have also been up 18% to £3.5 million, showing that the business is quite profitable. The only issue is that is the company profitable after you take out their product and also administrative expenses well they are profitable but only slightly i mean we're looking at a three hundred thousand pound profit before tax so after tax 2.4 million pounds just to be safe net cash yes is up quite a bit to 1.3 million pounds cash at the period end stands at 10.9 million pounds in comparison to 9.6 million pounds in the corresponding period on the 31st of December 2018 that 10.9 million pounds allows them to invest in a couple of their product launches they have a product called dental that is going to be launched in the UK and they've also put another product called ultradex into superdrug it's a whitening mouth rinse. That's something that I haven't really seen before. So that's cool. But uh, they've got a couple of international patents, something safe. And they have a long-term agreement signed on dental in France. This is an international agreement. So they're trying to hopefully grow across a couple of markets. But at the moment, this growth phase in terms of marketing and other fronts has only come at a cost to the company. Venture Life Group has made £300,000 for the first six months and their market cap is £32.5 million. People mustn't forget though, Venture Life Group actually own Benicol. These were the guys who brought them to market and launched them in 2014. And I believe they were a private listed company back then. They listed on the exchange around 2014. Actually, no, no, they weren't. Forgive me there. Um, my chart shows that actually they had launched Benacle and then listed on the exchange at a market cap of three times the current price. And these shares have only suffered ever since. Currently, 38.85 pence per share. Back in 2014, though, they were 110 pence in terms of highs and have only depreciated in value ever since. So is this a bad company? No, it, it's an all right company. There's potential for growth. The only issue is that uh, that growth won't really materialize much of the market cap valuation. Let's assume they make 600,000 pounds for the whole year. And let's forget about tax for now, just for the sake of measurement. That gives them a price earnings ratio of 50. That is completely overvalued by most investment strategies that are out there. A 50 PE must price in a lot of profits and uh, cash flow. But with this company, good old Venture Life Group, the owners of Benacle, 
it seems that sales have been dropping off in the products that actually have made them a lot of money in the past. And they're relying on these new products. 14% growth, meaning a growth of around a million pounds in comparison to the corresponding half, is decent. I wouldn't find anything bad from it. I think that uh, Venture Life is still trying to grow and they're not making a loss, which is a positive thing. But if they choose to invest, say, a million pounds in a marketing campaign, how are they gonna cover that? From cash, that's fair. They don't look like they need to raise money, but it could always be safe to raise money. As uh, many of us may know, some companies just do fundraisings to fund acquisitions. It would be smart if they were to acquire certain assets. Looking through the entire a report though, I think there's a main focus on Ultradex, which has both a rinse and a spray, and that should launch in Asda from September onwards. So that could be a huge bump in their sales. They've also mentioned Walgreens Boots Alliance will also launch it. This is the wholesale arm, so it's called Alliance, and they will launch Ultradex whitening later in 2019. So it seems that this marketing campaign has really been successful. A lot of people have heard of it. Surprisingly enough, I've heard of Ultradex. I don't know where from, but before this uh, report. But um, we'll have to see how this hits off with the consumer. I mean, it's something for the watch list, to say the least. I don't know if it's fairly valued right now. It could be a little bit expensive. But in the long run, a £32 million company that has a product that is penetrating a market, a very competitive market, we mustn't forget. But uh, it depends on how their margins are. We'll have to look a little bit deeper. All we can really see is that revenue is £9.4 million, cost of sales £5.9 million, gross profit £3.5 million. Simple thing there. And then we take away just other expenses. If we take away amortization though, the company actually made a loss of a hundred and, oh, if, if we take away tax, 374,000 pounds. So it's possible that they've actually lost money if we go based off simple accounting practices, including amortization. Because amortization for these guys had accounted for 338, thousand pounds I must I must be careful to not say million this is some kind of blue chip stock so just to clarify the figure we mentioned earlier of the profit before tax amortization and exceptional items had stood at 0 0.3 million pounds but if we take off amortization tax and exceptional items the company venture life group PLC actually made a loss so this isn't the greatest investment and I can only assume that the reaction will be negative as this current financial position bears too much risk for a potential entry. But if you are a shareholder, they do have a good bit of cash. They haven't really been using it. It's probably just there in case as a reserve, but we shall have to see. Looking at the shares, we can see that over the past five days, lows of 31, uh, 35.1 pence per share, highs of 44 pence per share. So we've seen a drop of 22 pence from peak to trough, so a drawdown there. But uh, the shares are currently 38.85 pence per share, 10% up from lows. 
in terms of the past 52 weeks. Uh, bouncing like a yo-yo could be the easiest way to explain highs of 52.5, then down to 39, then up to 52, and now back to around 39, as we mentioned earlier, 38.85. But uh, the PE ratio is just a little bit scary for me to look at uh, immediately entering this. But this is one for the watch list, to say the least. Goodness me, now we're gonna move on to Hurricane Energy. This company has reported its half-year results for 2019. The period ended the 30th of June, 2019. And as expected, they are mega overvalued from this RNS. And I'll say why. They recorded a loss after tax for the first half of 2019 of $21.2 million versus a loss of $75.1 million in the corresponding period. In the corresponding period, they weren't producing. Currently, they are producing 14,100 barrels of oil per day from their first oil to the latest lifting, which was completed on the 17th of September, 2019. This loss is not impressive. I mean, yes, the loss is down in comparison to the corresponding period, but they have not made a huge profit. I believe their valuation is around 800 million. If we get the exact one up, we could just clarify the valuation, 940 million pounds. Well, that is twice the market cap of Enquist. Enquist have 65,000 barrels of oil per day. Enquist are making a profit. The only difference between Enquist and Hurricane is that Enquist has a high net debt position. So investing in Enquist does have liquidation risk, but also presents a huge growth opportunity because if oil prices recover, Hurricane Energy might still be expensive in terms of a price to earnings ratio. But Enquist will present a lot of value in terms of a long-term growth opportunity. But we must note that Hurricane wouldn't have lost money if it weren't for the convertible bond of $23.5 million, and that was a non-cash fair value loss. So it was included in a loss figure. So if we take this off, in cash terms, they would be up $2.3 million. So that's not bad. The only problem is if we extrapolate that data, which probably wouldn't be a great idea, but just for the sake of it, we'll extrapolate that data and we'll convert it to pounds. We will see a price earnings ratio around 250, 300. Wow, crazy. And doesn't look cheap at all. Few companies you'll see that are doing this, are actually making profits. They're in phases where they finally started to make a profit, but uh, from, full year production guidance, we can estimate them to do 12 and a half thousand barrels of oil per day, which isn't great. We mustn't forget though that uh, Hurricane have a decent cash position and it is an unrestricted cash position of $81.4 million, down around $1.6 million, but nothing too serious. Now, if we look at a couple figures on the accounts, let's look at cost of sales first. Leaves them with around a gross profit of $5.7 million. Decent stuff, nothing worrying there, but uh, in regards to their valuation, 
if the sales are generating around 5.7 million pounds after variable costs are taken off. For a business that's worth 940 million pounds, this is for six months, this is horrible. But people weren't expecting anything worse, to be fair. So I wonder how the reaction will be. I mean, finance costs do include things like warrants and stuff, uh, and also convertible bonds. They had a fair value loss on the convertible bond of $23 million mentioned earlier. So it's just a lot of money flowing out of the business. I mean, gross profit of $5.7 million and finance costs of 5.8. They are losing money in that case. One must note though that the value with Hurricane Energy is in a hike in production in the future. And that could be through the development of some of their other assets, including the Lancaster EPS. But uh, at the moment, we're just looking at accounts. So from a financial perspective, this isn't a great result from Hurricane Energy. They even received a tax credit of $6.2 million. So that reduced their loss a little bit. The comprehensive loss was reduced from around 27 million to, as we mentioned, $21 million. Wow. And if we look at uh, net assets, $616 million. So if we add that plus cash, the business is valued around 700 and, let's just say $700 million. If we put that to pounds, we will take off $140 million. Just to be safe, 560 million pounds. So the business is valued at around 380 million pounds and it's loss making. That to me means that the fair valuation on Hurricane in terms of the accounts, not accounting for any future value, should be at around market cap of 500 to 600 million pounds. And that would take the shares down to anywhere in the range of 25 to 30 pence per share in comparison to the current valuation of 47.26 pence per share. So I do believe that uh, Hurricane Energy is slightly overvalued from a financial perspective, but if we look at the future asset, that could be included in the 380 odd million premium that has been added. But for the entire sector, if we look at XOP, for example, the producers ETF that's out there, largely based off US producers, we can see that uh, the entire sector has been declining. The entire industry is oversold. To have a stock that is extremely expensive relative to its uh, net cash flows in the oil and gas sector is crazy. I mean, it just shocks me a lot of the time but uh, investors seem to be bull up on the share. But the beauty is if you look to short shares like Hurricane, then it will be easy to get liquidity because there are a lot of long-term investors and more so private investors stuck in this company or maybe those who have made decent returns. Let's have a look at the share price in terms of the chart briefly. In terms of the 52 week highs, we have seen two revisits to 60 pence per share, a major level of resistance. In fact, 61 pence is the major level of resistance and a support level that was also visited twice this year at uh, 39 pence per share. 
So there are two situations. If the price can break above 61 pence per share, then you can target previous highs of 64 and then potentially make new all-time highs. If the price breaks below 39 pence, then you'll look towards that 25 pence level of support made on the 1st of December 2017. Funnily enough, that to me looks like fair valuation. If oil prices continue to rise and Hurricane can improve their operating efficiency, hopefully in the next half year report, if they can show a decent profit of say, I don't know, $50 million or anything from, 10, uh, anything from 30 to $50 million, then we will be able to actually change our judgment and potentially see this company as a value play. But right now, comparing them to a basket of stocks like Cairn Energy, Premier Oil, Enquist, Tullow, Gulf Keystone Petroleum, even Janelle, which is more expensive out of the entire bunch I mentioned. Cairn is also quite expensive. The cheapest of the few that I mentioned include Enquist and Premier, but those two stocks, as I mentioned before, also bear the highest amount of risk. Why? Because they have the largest debt positions. I do hold shares in Premier Oil, but I don't hold shares in Enquist. I just wanted to have more exposure, as I had a lot of conviction, but uh, I don't believe that uh, Enquist is going bust. I think that their recent debt, or debt reduction figure that had been mentioned was in fact more impressive than Premier's and Tullow's in proportion to their value. I mean, something like 150 million in debt reduced in terms of dollars, which was accounted for by a quarter of their market cap. I mean, wow, hats off to the management to say the least. And we're just going to finish with a look at Ascent Resources PLC. This company has been battered over the past year or two, and more so because of false promises that management were unable to deliver on. And we could also note that Colin, Colin Johnson, I believe, Colin, I forgot his surname, but his first name was Colin, right? And he was the previous CEO of Ascent, which many of you will probably recognize. And he had promoted the shares a lot through all sorts of interviews, conferences, and had talked about stuff like 12 million free cash flow a year. Well, I don't believe the asset has made any money. Yes, it has made some revenue. We're talking little amounts of gas, nothing special. It's like these oilers that are doing a couple of barrels per day and saying, yes, we look to high cup production from five barrels of oil per day to 1,000 or 8,000, and then they just can't deliver on their promises. Well, with Ascent, they owned a gas asset in Slovenia. It is called the Petisovici. Petisovci, I can't say the exact name, but that's their gas project in Slovenia. And they've mentioned today that they are raising 1 million pounds. And wow, what a surprise through a placing. This subscription agreement was through Riverfort Global Opportunities, and it was at a premium though to the closing bid price. That shocks me a little bit. I'm surprised at how somebody would take part in giving money to Ascent Resources for a premium, but that premium isn't huge. It's only 10%, so at a price of 0 0.2. 
2.75 pence per share. If we look at the previous ask, this isn't a premium. This is just a premium to the bid price. The ask is 0.3 pence per share. In fact, let me look at the last trade to just double check this. 0.28 with so many sales at 0.255, 0.25, that kind of area. So this is actually a discount. They've just worded it to make it look like a premium to the share price. So let's reword what we've mentioned earlier. Hmm, about a discount of 3% to the closing share price, the ask price, which is more important. Because if you're buying and you're selling, we've got to think logically, yes, maybe this could bring up the bid momentarily, but only to be sold into, I can assume. And I also find it worrying that there are more terms included. There's a loan of $500,000 repayable this time next year with interest of 10% a year, which is crazy. There's an equity sharing agreement of asset paying investor 1.08 million pounds in return for payments over 12 months. Summarizing the terms of this agreement, they are basically anti-consolidation facing agreements in a way that they don't want the shares to go so low that they cannot raise funds. So what they've done is they've included warrants at the lower of 120% of the share price on the closing date or the price of any subsequent equity issue by the company in the 18 month period post closing. That 43 million warrants represents one tenth of the fundraise. That's around 40,000 pounds if we convert to pounds. That is worrying seeing how illiquid the shares are. I mean, we've seen a volume of around 1 million shares per day, maybe 2 million just to work out a decent average. And 2 million shares of Ascent is not huge, isn't huge at all. In fact, let's look at some of the trades just to make a rough calculation. 2 million shares equates to around 5,500 pounds. So to get rid of 40, thousand pounds will be quite difficult but these terms restrict them from immediately trying to and by them I mean the institutional investor from immediately trying to get out of this position but they've also got selling restrictions and volume limits on any share sales by the investor and they're contractually precluded from short selling the company's shares this is a good move by Ascent's new management this wouldn't have been done by the previous management. I think it was Colin Hutchinson, that was his name. It's coming back to me now. Reading into this RNS, there are actually some decent terms because the total number of shares being issued is fixed at 393 million and there is an equity sharing agreement. So the payment will be made monthly and there's a premium of around 10%. And the payment will be equivalent to one twelfth of the subscription shares each month at the subscription price plus a premium of 10%. And what is important to note is that this amount is then adjusted for the actual performance of the share price in the period. So Ascent's new management are actually trying to get more money from this institutional investor. Say they release an RNS that doubles their share price and they can maintain that, assuming that the uh, institutional investor doesn't get the price lower, then Ascent are able to get more than that 1 million pounds 
or £1,080,750 that they've quoted, which is decent. Actually, this new move by management shows a different approach by John Bugenhagen, the new CEO of Asset. That is actually very impressive, but uh, it doesn't take away the fact that the company is losing money, but this does help the share price in terms of a long-term picture. It is possible that they would have gone bust and they wouldn't have been able to raise money and then comes the suspension. But this whole agreement, assuming there are no hidden uh, terms, I would be surprised if the shares don't rise. Maybe not today, but over a couple of good announcements, they're gonna be getting more cash if they put it higher. So management have an incentive to actually deliver short-term returns for shareholders. And by short-term, I mean over the next 12 months. But anyways, I've been your host, Ryan Kier. We won't have a look at asset shares because they have been in a downtrend for a while. But all we could note is that highs for the year are around a pence per share, one penny. And now they are trading at around 0.26 pence. The ask is quite wide, 0.28, bid 0.25-ish. But... Uh, the market cap, we can maybe have a brief look just before we head off, 6.5 million pounds. They believed from an investor conference I attended a while ago, an unrisked value to be something, well actually a risked value to be something like 30 million pounds easily, and then 100 to 120 million uh, unrisked, which presents a decent value opportunity, but this asset has been held for a while by Ascent, and previous management have been unable to deliver returns. So we'll have to see how things go. But that wraps up this episode of the Quantium Cast. Make sure, if you haven't already, sign up to our website on quantumresearch.co.uk and there's a lot of bonus content you can access. For example, chart packs. We have a couple of cool images and we have many articles. We just released an article that uh, we think you'd love, along with many of our technical updates on some stocks. And if you haven't already, check out episode 28, where I talk about how to make money from nothing. Simple ideas that work for me. That is our most popular episode yet, and I feel it could create value and hopefully share some bad and good experiences to our listeners. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful day ahead. I'm going to head off and catch my train. Until next time.